Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now, take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Hello and welcome. Finally, it's here. We have Global Lens Women Executive Leadership. It's International Women's Day. We're here, we're celebrating. We have an action-packed day ahead of us. We have four panels. Each panel will be 45 minutes. And I will be hosting this, moderating this. I'll be asking the questions. But if you have any questions as attendees, please raise your hand or put them in the chat and we'll get to that. So I think that's all I want to say. So my name is Susanne Müller. As they call me in Germany, in, in, uh, in the US, it's Suzanne Müller. It's a little different. I'm very happy to start with a German panel here. So to look at the European discussion. And I know yesterday was a very important day, but we want to hear from the panelists. So first they introduce themselves and then I will ask them a few questions. And that's the program for today. And everything will be recorded after the uh, summit is over. I will have the videos ready for you. You can listen to whatever panel you want or just check in with me and let me know what questions you have after the event. So very happy to be here. Very happy to have everybody here. Can we start with Monica? And we have all the information in the chat. So if you go up to the chat to the very top, there is everybody's information with the website and also the LinkedIn information. Monica, welcome. Monica is in Hamburg. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, very sunny Hamburg. So uh, sun is shining for, for on, on Women's International Day. So that's uh, that's perfect. And uh, yes, who I am, I'm CEO and CPOO of uh, Global Division. And uh, I'm an expert in organizational and uh, people development with oh, more than 20 years experience now in sales, marketing, business development, and development of people in new markets. So, uh, and it's um, my, yeah, my passion is, Education 4.0, how I call it, and I try to show that uh, digitization in education processes offers new opportunities uh, throughout the lifespan when people are brought into focus. Wonderful, thank you. We need more of you. I think that's what I will say the whole day. We need more of Monica. Okay, let's go to Henrique. Welcome. Thanks for inviting me, Susanne. Um, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure seeing you here and seeing the others uh, coming into the, the room. My name is Henrike von Platen, and I've been fighting for equal pay and women's rights for quite some time now. And uh, 
in the time that I was president of the, uh, the business and professional women, when I actually met Susanne, I was sort of the patron of the equal payday in Germany. And we made a big move out of it. And in 2017, I then founded the Fair Pay Innovation Lab with the one and only goal as a not-for-profit company to reach fair pay for everybody, which means all human beings worldwide. So that's the mission I'm on. We are sort of on track, uh, rocketing to planet fair. It's fast speed. <laughs> and I really look forward to talking to you, with you about all these issues, on, yeah. especially this day. Yeah, wonderful. Again, we need more of you and we <laughs> have many questions for you, right? And also Tamara, thank you so much for being with us. Who, Thank who you is for Tamara having me. and what do you do? Yes. <laughs> um, Tamara from Sunny Hamburg as well as Monica. And um, who I am, I'm, I'm a founder and uh, managing partner of a small consulting firm. And I'm working on restructuring of uh, companies, companies in crisis and financial crisis. And I started my career at PwC as an auditor in, uh, in the assurance department. My, my typical career, like tax advisory, German CPA. And then I was for, I think, about 12 years as CFO in different companies, different industries. And since 2013, I'm working on restructuring. And this is my, to be honest, my, um, this is my, my work that I love, really. So, um, and my dad always said to me when I was, was, uh, was small, small, Baby, I would say, my dad always said to me, hey, you can do everything, you can be everything, you just have to do it. And, um, and uh, for me, it was, I always, I, in my, my mind, it was always like this. So, and then, and um, I was working always in, in, um, in uh, I would say, in business, in typical man dominated business in Germany, it's like this. It's an audit, in this time, audit assurance was man dominated. And, industries, CFO industries as well. And now in restructuring, it's still like this. So I don't know why, but I, perhaps I was always searching for this challenge. And, and uh, I think when I was about 50 years old, I, it came in my mind that there's something that, that's not that good, that it won't work how it should be, that uh, it's a different, there's, a, there's these special glass ceiling. And I, I always hit against it and I never managed it <laughs> so um, I think when I was about 50 I started to be more engaged in the things like uh, in equal pay like uh, women in leadership positions and I would say helping the next generation to be faster than mm. we have been <laughs> okay I like the word faster because when I, I was invited to, uh, uh, it was before 2020, and they say, yeah, it's going to take another 200 years till we achieve this. And then I spoke to Enrique, and I have to say, with my podcast, Take It From The Iron Woman, we can also unleash and unlock a lot of information. And Enrique convinced me, and I hope also the audience <laughs> that it will go much faster. So Henrike, tell us, what is it that universal fair pay check? Um, 
How fast well, can it go? How fast? How fast go? can it go? Yeah, well, it does hopefully work as what we see as an accelerator. So it is a certification for companies that pay fairly, but it has a accelerating effect on the companies closing the gaps, which then again makes us reach planet fair faster, which means that some WEF or whoever calculates 200 and whatever years, that's old stuff, that's history. And it's also um, done on historic, on the historic base. It's always like, if we would keep on doing what we are doing, then it will take so long. But we don't do it like we used to do it. We are changing, we are restructuring in a way. <laughs> yeah, the, we need all of the us. pay systems. So um, when we do the universal fair pay check or in general, the mission sort of is, we want to close pay gaps. When we close pay gaps, meaning the gender pay gaps, but also ethnicity, age, whatever you might think of, we want to close them all. So we use the gender pay gap as the KPI to be measured, implement a fair system, and then you will have closed them all. But this one we can measure quite well all over the place. Why is this so important? Because at the moment, um, old age, we are sort of developing different kinds of measures, diversity measures, whatever measures. We are implementing people in diversity and inclusion positions mm -hmm. without a budget and things like that. You all know these stories of the past. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if you look into the future and you say, okay, we forget about all these nice things that we could be doing, we just stop them. And I make this like the fast track, we stop everything that we've been doing. We do a really good fair pay analysis. So we really look at, we do a pay analytics in a way, the analysis of, of, of all your numbers, of all your structure, how you pay your people. And then you close the pay gap and you say you want to get that down to zero. You will then, of course, have to do lots of the things that you had been doing before, but maybe not all of them. You will start implementing measures that are fitting to your company and to your system and where you stand and how good or bad you already are at certain issues. Maybe you don't have an age problem. Maybe you do. Maybe you pay for tenure, but you don't want to. So you will find out maybe you already have women in leadership positions or you don't, but you don't have to do a, a leadership coaching if you don't need it. Maybe mm -hmm. the other company needs it. So it's mm -hmm. always like first check where you are, sort of analyze your position then develop the measures that you actually need and then close the gaps. And by just really switching the focus of closing the pay gap, that's the accelerating moment in a way, mm -hmm. because you're not like you can measure it. You will see that it actually closes or and then implement whatever you need. Stop something, do something else until it's down to zero. And you have this aim. And we know in business all of us that um, <laughs> what gets measured gets done. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's true. But why don't we do it with the pay gaps? So it's really not, uh, it's not so hard to say in every boardroom meeting, the pay gap is another KPI, like all those other financial KPIs. Put the pay gap mm -hmm. next to it as a KPI, start to measure it, start to drill it down to zero, and we will be there in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. because we have to be there in a couple of years. Uh, I'll take another 90 seconds. Um, <laughs> you all know the SDGs and the 17 goals that we want to fulfill, the Agenda 2030. 2030, that's it's 22 now, so it's eight years. Eight years, it's not that long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and if you don't know it yet, but all those 17 goals are interlinked. 
We need to first reach equality, equalness of chances and everything. And that means closer pay gaps mm -hmm. to be able to reach the other goals because of the interlinkage. If we don't have the good diverse teams, we will not reach it. How do we get diverse teams? By closing the pay gap, we will get diverse teams. So um, if we close the gap in a couple of years, say three, four, maximum five, we have a chance to actually fulfill all goals by 2030. So that's the rocket speed we need. Okay. Yeah, years. Yeah, Monica, <laughs> I want to hear your story when you, a few many years ago when we planned, you had this cool story of how you negotiated your salary. I thought that would be interesting to share with the, with the audience. How I negotiated my salary. Yeah. Remember you said, this is the salary I want. And what did the, the person say to you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is an really, important really, story. Really we don't want to miss that. Yeah, really yeah. crazy story. Um, I, yeah, for, um, during the, the application interview that, uh, yeah, board member for marketing and sales, he asked me about my, my salary ideas and I told him what I think I, I, I think I need to have and what I'm, yeah, <laughs> what's the price, how to get Monica into the company. And then he said, what are you crazy? Even men does not earn such a lot of money in this position in our company. And I said, okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So then, uh, you know, I'm even uh, probably, <clears throat> I'm even, uh, I'm even good enough to earn this money. I don't know how the uh, potential or the competences of your guys are who are working in this company. Yeah. Nevertheless, this is the moment you will understand. I like to get my uh, documents back and, uh, <laughs> It's not Have a the, good day. It's certainly not. <laughs> I, I don't see any way to work together. It's crazy. Thank you for doing this. I think you paved the way for all of us. And just, I think the message should also be we need to stand up. And if they say we don't even pay men that much, okay, then I don't want to be in the culture. Yeah. Great story. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a bad sentence, actually, if you really yeah. think about it. It's not just about <laughs> because of the money, but yeah we don't even pay men as yeah. much that's really bad <laughs> that should yeah. be a message that should go these days on the um social media right but probably then it yeah and I'm, I'm convinced he did he didn't recognize what no. he told me no. yeah, yeah, that yeah. even uh, so men are not worth to earn that level of money and a woman and a woman <laughs> Yeah. never ever <laughs> and yeah. so tell us um what is happening in your world like you wanted to add something and then we got in i interrupted yes, uh, for me it's interesting so that uh henrique henrique's perspective is from yeah from the from the um, to see so equal pay And it's interesting, but it's from my perspective is how to develop organizations and mm -hmm. how to develop people. Nevertheless, we are coming from the same point. Please let's have a have a look what is going on in your company and mm -hmm. 
let's analyze this and not uh, with, yeah, okay, per, let's guess perhaps they need a bit of this or a bit of that, a little bit of coaching, a little bit of training mm -hmm. or whatever. So there is a lot of estimation in, mm -hmm. a, in, in, in within the companies because uh, they, they don't know exactly where it comes from. And we tell them, let's make an analysis. Let's mm -hmm. see, let's find out where does it come from? Where are the challenges and where are the problems? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm not a friend of naming every problem a challenge because I, I'm convinced there are problems and we mm -hmm. have to take them as problems mm -hmm. because if we only uh, have a look at them uh, challenge, oh, it seems to be too easy to get over it. So um, I, I love to name it. And then mm -hmm. we have, yeah, Henrik is uh, on, the on the same track, say, hey, we make an analysis and then mm -hmm. we will see where the problems and challenges are and we can the put we can put the finger on it mm -hmm. sometimes i've got the feeling that a lot of companies or yeah leaders or no let them let them call managers because when they have already changed into the models to be a leader they mm -hmm. think differently so managers make them know and let them feel where to put the salt into the wound so mm -hmm. it, it does it's sometimes i think it has to hurt to yeah. make them change and i love the approach of, of of henrique and i think that's what tamara is also doing when she is working with with, with uh, figures and showing them hey that's not working and it's not I think it's it, it's it's your comp uh, it's your competence. So, uh, but I, sometimes I have the feeling, or the customers um, mirror back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if the if if the uh, consultants are coming, they want to reduce ten percent everywhere. They are not looking uh, if perhaps there is uh, it worth to invest and to reduce more on another hand so that, um, yeah, uh, restructuring persons like you, Tamara, I've got the feeling they are looking more precise what to do than general. There is the opportunity. Yeah. What do you yeah. think, Tamara? Like, if you, you have a merchant <laughs> M&A, like merchant acquisition, there is that due diligence. I hear that word, right? So why not add that fair pay? It's it's interesting for for M and I deal. Uh, I think it's 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 important, and you know, um, Monica knows that I love numbers, so <laughs> I'm always working with numbers. And uh, for me, um, hearing Henrika is I I, I, I I thought on these things like due diligences and M and A transactions, or in in uh, in a company analysis as well. So we all know that diverse teams are performing better. And it's not that they are nicer because mm -hmm. they are really re like we get better numbers with diverse teams. So I was thinking about what the um, the key the KPIs that Henrika generates in her paycheck and in the um, with her new uh, I would say new yeah it's it's a new certificate. Uh, would these key KPIs help us to know if uh, if a company is already diverse enough or is on the right way? Mm. I think it's 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 a good way to to use these KPIs or not. That's a Absolutely. good question. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, mean, I have to imagine that when you um, 
of course, you can say you just close the, the gender pay gap mm -hmm. and then you go and look at it and then maybe you change, you put a few more women on top where there's much money earned to get the average down and you can sort of play around with this a bit. But if you want to seriously sort of get the universal fair pay check, meaning not only the first status, yeah, but the yeah, second yeah. and the third, mm -hmm. you have to hit such low KPIs, such low numbers that you will not reach them if you just do a bit of yeah. polishing. You will not it's get really, there. Then it's really uh, diverse. It's not only exactly. men, women. Okay. Exactly. It's right. what we count. It's what we sort of do as final measure. But to get there, they always have to look at everything. And they will be closing different and all gaps mm -hmm. that they find. And then come up and say, okay, the gender pay gap is now 0.8, for example. Which mm -hmm. means that to reach that, you will have to watch for your diverse teams and everything. Otherwise, you will just not reach it. So mm -hmm. we don't really need to measure that. We can measure it when the companies have the data. But as it has to be, in my view, a certification that works worldwide in every company, we have to take a KPI that we can measure everywhere. And that's mm -hmm. actually the, the reason why it's focused on the gender pay gap. It could be focused on green or blue eyes. It wouldn't make a difference if you use that KPI as a, as a measurement to set up the fair system. But in some countries, we can have ethnicity in the data and we can check how mm -hmm. it looks. In other countries, we cannot do that because it's mm -hmm. forbidden. So um, the companies take the gender pay gap, but they take all the data. And then you find out do you discriminate more against ethnicity or against blue eyes or against whatever you might think of that you have in your data pot? And that's that's actually how it works. So it's a bit mm. like a little trick in there saying, okay, it looks like gender, but it's not only gender. Mm -hmm. So it does definitely help as a KPI. And it would be great if we can actually get this as a KPI. Everybody looks at look at UK where you already have the um, how do you call it the the legislation in UK is so that you have to publish your pay gaps already mm -hmm. now we are in the fourth or fifth year even I think so over 10,000 companies in UK you google government UK pay gap mm -hmm. data you will be right there and you can mm -hmm. download an excel sheet of over 10,000 companies mm -hmm. and their pay gap data German companies are there as well because they have uh, um, they are listed in UK. Uh, mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can look at all the DAXs, you will find them and you will yeah. find their pay gaps, but for their UK part, not for their mm. global. Mm -hmm. And that makes something because the moment they publish it, they uh, you look at them, year passes, another year passes, people look at the numbers and say, why aren't they changing? Why aren't they doing anything? So you have this naming, blaming, shaming part already there in a way mm -hmm. and and they start to move and um and there you can see how this kpi works in a way a bit what it does mm -hmm. to the people that look at it and still lots don't know it even after five years but but it's there it's really interesting <laughs> so we have to push that the disclosure of this gender pay gap uh, is is uh, uh is um, that the big companies in Germany have to do it as well? So uh, absolutely. Currently, yeah. we have a we have a change in the uh, disclosures, the um, oh. the re uh, yeah what they have to report. So I think it's it's a good way to go to go ahead with this. So currently, yeah. not it's it's not that right, but 
we should do it in the future. Yeah, you're right. They start somewhere when they have, I just had the report from Simrise because Simrise mm -hmm. was got the certificate and they just came out with their Unternehmensreport, um, with their company reporting and the, all the ESG stuff. And they put yeah. it in there. Mm -hmm. If they do okay. things like that, they put it in there. So you will find it on page 61 of this beautiful new report from 2021. <laughs> you will see, okay, and we are mm -hmm. certified okay. with a universal fair pay check. And they also go out with the number that they have because it's a good one. So you read, I won't tell you, you mm -hmm. research it, then you find the stuff. But um, it's like uh, the moment the, the companies do that, even though it's not by legislation, but by free will is a much more fun anyway. So um, <laughs> when they do that, they, they show it. They mm -hmm. show it. And that gives sort of the, that's the other part, uh, Susanna, with the accelerating part. Mm -hmm. The more companies that actually go out and talk about it just for the fun of it and not because mm -hmm. they have to, like UK, but if the companies in UK would go, I've asked Siemens and others here in Germany, I've asked them, I said, here are your numbers. Why don't you do that worldwide? Ah, no, we don't have to. Yeah. Ah. If they would, they would sort of, um, the, 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 what do you say, lavine, the, the, the snowball. Avalanche. Because it's this effect. Okay, they are talking about it. Okay, now I have to talk about it. And suddenly everybody talks about it. Mm. And then they drill the numbers down because you don't want to talk about 10%. You prefer to talk about 1%. So. <laughs> And I think when we were planning, and I thought that was so interesting, you said you have a poster child, you gave a person, I don't know, Excel spreadsheet, or they were like, they were having fun with the numbers. So maybe we need to talk to the finance person rather than to the human resources person. I'm wondering yeah. what Monica yeah. or Tamara thinks, right? Because sometimes yeah. I come from human resources too, but if you have a finance person, they look at things differently and they manipulate things. And I don't know, yep. that might be the opportunity. Monica, what do you think in, if we, if you look at things a little differently? Yes, absolutely. Even, even if people like you and me, we are, we are, we are having our focus on the, yeah, how we call soft factors. Yeah. Never, and nevertheless, what we need as an outcome uh, is has to be measurable and to measure things is most of the time easier if you have some uh, figures yeah. and numbers so if if what what we want is to to yeah to to make the company the company successful in the long term so we need methods and uh, even if we place the people into the center we need to enable them um, uh, to develop them themselves with their company so how to measure and so easily if we have the financial people in the boat and I think even it could be helpful because everybody knows uh, to it establish processes if it is an, an integration pro, uh, post-merger uh, post uh, integration process or a change process, whatever, it costs money. Mm -hmm. So we need to be paid. Everybody needs to be paid. And if we have numbers in our hands, how, how we can or with money talks with the numbers. Convince right? mm -hmm. with these numbers, I think the discussion about what is the price tag on the service or on the mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, to accompany these processes? We will we will not discuss so many times. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Tamara, what comes to your mind when you do restructuring? Like, how can you sell this? I'm, I'm just curious, like, how can we talk about it more? And that, that was the reason why I wanted to have this panel to raise the awareness. If you have one more organization who does it in the US, and I know Janine in Mexico might be very interested because she said there is a big gap. Why not do a pilot or something? So Tamara, what is your so, thought? How you can sell that in a merchant acquisition or restructuration? I think it's it's. Um, I'm, I'm not talking as a finance person. So yeah. Um, and the out. Uh, I'm. What I'm thinking is, uh, you can calculate me everything, but but for me, it's important what the outcome at the end, what's the real outcome. Um, what I'm. What uh, we are all seeing here in, in Germany on Europe is that all these ESG factors are more important for the financial institutions are more important mm. for investors, for everybody. So if we can close, if we can um, find out how this, this certificate, this check will be helpful to be more uh, in line with the ESG factors, it will be always for good for every, every financial mm. Every financial idea, yeah. and yeah. therefore it's important. So soft factors, yeah, yeah, really good. But <laughs> and I know it, it. It will be. It's it's good for the company. It's good for. But at the end, uh, it's always the money that counts. And mm-hmm. um, I'm sure that if we have a better, if if more company and more institutions are convinced, more financial institutions are convinced that this check will be helpful. Mm-hmm. We can use it in uh, in restructuring situations, for example, or as you mentioned in M&A transactions. Uh, it will be really, really helpful because you can see how valuable is what's what's the real value of the company, what's the future mm-hmm. of a company, mm-hmm. and if the company is already on the right way. So I think it's it's um, it's a very very good idea to let the um, mm-hmm. for, a, for to let all the um, financial financial institutions investors all them know um how good is a company and so i like this really and also in terms of marketing go ahead monica sorry yeah yeah even if we call these factors soft factors they are from my opinion they are not so soft Mm -hmm. as we think because finally we we create hard facts because post uh, post merger integration process, for example, if we don't do it in the right way, we lose people, and that costs money. If our company is mm-hmm. not an attractive and supporting and uh, yeah a company with a, a company who is treating the people with uh, respect and valuable leadership. Mm-hmm they get ill mm-hmm. and they they leave the company and that mm-hmm. costs money a lot of money yeah. so the so called soft factors they are so hard yeah. as they can as you can imagine yeah mm-hmm. it's it's just um, give me a number for it so you can i know we can ca- <laughs> I, I calculate this always so what will be the risk if uh, we will yeah. use now these 10 numbers so will the company still be alive or not so but it's it's always we all know this but at the end we have to to give a price on it that's always important it must mm-hmm. be a number and not yeah. we know this absolutely <laughs> 
And I think in a what, what is also interesting because of the mm -hmm. mergers, I was just thinking I had a company also where we talked about this um, when when you do an analysis on your pay data mm -hmm. and you do that on all employees of one company, yeah. that's okay. Now imagine you have your companies in different countries and sometimes in the different countries, the pay system is different. So you cannot really put them all into one, but mm -hmm. you want to put them all into one. So you have to start to rethink again your pay system. When you get to the point that you merge with somebody, you have two pay systems. Usually they are different. Mm -hmm. yeah. And how do you merge these pay systems to end up with one mm -hmm. fair system? doing an analysis here, an analysis there, seeing what you will end up, mm -hmm. what do you value from the work that people do in one and the other, and what will it look like once they are together mm -hmm. or things like that. So that's also very, very interesting. And I often have the feeling that some people then think as an excuse, we cannot do it now because we are doing all this restructuring and thinking and how could we do a pay analysis? We can't. So I say it's an excuse because I yeah. think that's often a good moment actually yeah. to do it. And um, you will not do it and be finished straight away. Sure not. But you will have it so much easier to, to end up with a good system afterwards instead of putting everything or the old way together, whatever comes out of it, and then doing an analysis and then figuring out mm -hmm. how do you clean it up again. So mm. um, doing pay analysis while you are merging somehow is a good idea to do yeah. it as early as possible mm -hmm. and then use it. And the people in the companies, in the finance department, in the compensation and benefits, statistical, and they are all in there in the company. They can do that and they love it. And yeah. uh, and enjoy it and they will find out how to change things. So that came to my mind. Mergers is really a, a, I think that's a good opportunity. That's a good yeah. opportunity. And I think in, I know in the US or I think also in, in Europe, you have a seal when it's like women owned companies. So you can have fair pay or best place to work. I mean, that can yeah. be also if young people look at a company where they want to yeah. work, if they have yep. this seal, they're like, at least I'm equally paid. And yep. that might be the culture I want to work for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the reason why I took on the hard run of making it a warranty mark and not only just a nice picture, but a warranty mark. So it stands for what's inside. So, uh, <laughs> And you, do you have an example of who has implemented it, which country? Um, well, we don't go really by country, but the, the companies that we have done, uh, that we have certified are from mm -hmm. Germany and from Iceland at yeah. the moment. We're okay. talking a lot also we, um, with, with Canadians and other countries, but the, the main ones are okay. Germany and Iceland. We have three stages in this certificate, an analyst, developer, leader. Mm -hmm. And in Iceland, we have leaders. In Germany, we have analysts, <laughs> so we are on the way. But we have two ducks already with the Allianz and Simreis. So, and we have a couple of smaller ones and and Social Holdings. So they are they are they're great companies in there. They're very diverse. You all find them, of course, if you look look on on the on the oops, yeah. how does it work on this one? Yeah. And um, 
because you mentioned also, I, I opened a website while you were talking and I had a reason for it. I opened the fair pay matrix that we have on our website, which does all the combination. And I think it was Tamara talking about the, the numbers and the stuff and how do you sort of explain that? Mm -hmm. And if you look at the fair pay matrix, you find how certain variables are interlinked to indicators like from the UN or the, the other metrics that we have from the WEF and things like that. So you mm -hmm. have the connections to all the ESG reporting and what people mm -hmm. are looking at. And you can sort of say, okay, these are all the variables that will probably be checked during an analysis as long as you have the data, of course. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of to, to figure out, okay, what is it that we can discriminate against? What sort of mm -hmm. um, variables exist usually? And that often helps as well if you're in that um, explaining mm. part, as you said. Do we have any questions from the attendees? The attendees can raise their hands. I think this is such an important topic that we can go on and on. We could talk the whole day. And Henrike, wow. do you want to <laughs> share? I see a name I know. I, I see Monique Risa here. Monique, ah, great to see that. Monique, is, is, uh, Monique <laughs> and I went to school together many moons ago, right? So uh, a long time uh, friend. Thank you so much, Monique, for being here. And Henrike, do you want to share the website that you just opened? Because I think that's uh, an important website if, if, uh, if that's possible to share. Present. Uh, let's get, give it to all. Here is the fair pay matrix. Okay, wonderful. And we have all the information about um, Monica, Tamara, and Enrique in the chat. So before you leave, make sure you grab this and then you can connect with them. I'm just wondering, Monica, you talk about the soft factors or the soft skills. What is one ask if you, if you look at companies and especially in the International Women's Day? How can we help? How can we help? How, how do you see that? How do, you, how do we go to the future and how do we help everybody? No, that's a very, that's a very good question because uh, it, it, is, it is not so, so easy, I think, because we need a change in the mindset. Mm. And you all know that to change a mindset it is the question how to do so. It's a question of education. It's a question of how are we how are we educating our children? What are we giving them as a yeah? What what is the value frame we are giving these children? We are talking about again about time. I don't think it is. We need to get faster and faster. Nevertheless, to, it is a question of generation change. So that we, uh, me for, for example, to be honest, in, in, in everybody who knows about the German language, we are talking about gendering in the German language. And it's not so easy because for me, I never, I never paid attention of yeah. if it is feminine or masculine, because for me, it was, it hasn't been important. Therefore, I didn't think about that men can earn more than women because I, for me, it's all only a question of being competent or not. Yeah. Not the question of female, male, uh, intersexual, queer, whatever. We are all humans. That's it. I don't care any skin color or whatever. Uh, there are stupid, stupid white men a lot of them 
sorry. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> and they are, uh, often they are old and white, have white hair <laughs> to, to fulfill my prejudice. And yeah. uh, no, so we, I think it need uh, we need time. We need time, okay. and it is important to have to pay attention what we are going to teach our children. Okay. Then we can avoid a lot of it. And so, if you see my colors of today, I know uh, I'm symbolizing uh, what is happening here in Europe today. So, um, without if we teach our children right, that will never happen again. Okay. Thank you so much. I saw those colors. Yeah, very nice. And Tamara also similar colors, right? Nearly that. <laughs> yeah. And Henrika, I want to, you have to share one more thing. What happened yesterday? And this is an important day. What happened yesterday? Well, yesterday was Equal Pay Day in Germany, if you refer to that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I want to say before you go on, it's the Equal Pay Day, did research in the US was March 24 in 2021, and this year it's March 15. So we see it's moving, mm. but it's not moving fast enough. So, and then yeah. we have to look in the US in all the different Asian, Black, uh, Latina is another topic, but at least it's moving towards January, right? That's what we want to achieve. Absolutely, yeah. In Germany, yesterday, 7th of March, for the first time in history, the Equal Pay Day is before International Women's Day. So, wow. well, that's a, not a big jump, but it is a jump. But nice. the numbers haven't changed. Um, the statistical office comes out with a few new figures. So they came out yesterday and the pay gap stays at 18%. So it hasn't moved from last year to this year. Mm. It's still at 18%. Okay. But I predict it will really sort of fall down the stairs quite fast in a couple of years because of all the measures we are implementing. Yeah. Monica, you're right, we need time for certain things, but I think that we have already done many things or are still doing things which we can't measure yet. We're, the statistic is always running a bit behind. So um, the big, what we call Verdienststrukturerhebung, that happens like where they check everything, that happens every four years. In the, in the meantime, they just sort of estimate the gap. Mm. And um, mm -hmm. if things get changed and implemented, we can already see that um, yesterday I was in a panel with Willis Towers Watson, Pay Analytics and FPI, which is a trio that is also working a lot together on the check. And um, Willis actually uh, um, did an analysis on the data that they have from customers in general, anonymous, everything, sort of the whole data. And of that company data, the gap is smaller, it was 16 something, than of Germany in total. So you can see that if you look at um, companies directly and focus, you fin will find better data already. And with everything we are implementing, we will see that it drops faster because we're looking forward. We're not using the same methods as some years ago. So I'm quite uh, positive and optimistic that we will see this um, like falling down a staircase effect, let's call it that. Okay. Slowly but surely. Wow. <laughs> no, <laughs> fast, not slowly. <laughs> we don't want to fall. We don't want to break a leg, but we're going to go fast, fast, fast. <laughs> I like that. This is this is so inspiring and moving fast and um, reaching those uh, SDGs is, is just um, important, right? Any final thoughts? Maybe the audience, we don't have anybody, but thank you for being here. Any final thoughts? And we wish everybody in Germany all the best, right? I know it's not the 
the happiest times there, but I, I thought it's still important that we come together and we unite. Yeah. And I wish all the women in wherever they are in difficult situations, only the best. And we're all here to help each other and support each other. I think that should be the, the invite of Global Lens, executive women leadership, and it's the soft skills where we, where we, um, where we can be different, right? So we need to have the data and then it comes to the storytelling. I mean, I see that all the time, even with men, that they forget about the storytelling, but if you have a good story to tell, then people buy it. That's what it is. Any last thoughts? Thank you so much for this uh, interesting uh, round here. It was lovely to discuss with you all. And Susanna, thank you for organizing it uh, and give us the, yeah, the momentum to have this discussion. I think it's a start. It should not be the end of this discussion, right? We yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just talking about this, this round and I'm very looking forward to all the other panels during the day. Okay. I'm curious what uh, I'm curious. I'm curious if we see next year, what's your success in this with this payment certificate? I would call it like this. And um, if we uh, if we can reduce the um, the gap in Germany uh, yeah. in the next year. So I'm I'm really curious. <laughs> Let's work on it. <laughs> I'm yeah. positive. I think with yeah. Enrique, Enrique on the yeah. on the on the steering wheel, we can do this. And we want to support you. If you need any support from us, whoever is an attendee, please reach out to Enrique or Enrique reach out to the people who are attending. Same for Tamara and Monica. I think we should be here. I am always for opening up my network that we can network easier rather than not supporting each other so that is my main goal so thank you so much this was the first panel and we continue in 15 minutes with the next one so thank you so much and have thank a wonderful day thank, thank you, you. <laughs> thank you bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. bye, -bye. thank you bye.